What up, Bucks fans? We are back. It's Real Bucks Talk. I'm Michael Plus. Joined as always by co-host Mark Ramirez. This is Real Bucks Talk, brought to you by Bucks Report and also the Pigskin Podcast Network. Be sure to hit that like button and subscribe if you haven't just yet. Uh, with that said, it is a great Monday. Uh, the Buccaneers uh, win again on Thursday night football. It seems like they've played, I don't know, five years ago, but it was just last week. Uh, so again, another good win. The Bucks are five and one first place in the division, but Mark from the reaction after the game, you would have thought the Bucks would have lost or, you know, like the Bucks are in last place just because of, you know, these negative Nancy's that, you know, just cause the game didn't go their way of how they thought it would go. Oh, you know, it's, it's the Bucks fault. Oh, everyone expects a slaughterhouse every game, like it to be like the dolphins of games, I guess. 45, 17 every game. Like we should be stacking points together. Uh, to some extent, I I sort of agree. We should be scoring a little bit more, and we shouldn't allow the teams to be that close. But but think about this. How banged up is our secondary? I mean, mm-hmm. now we're going to talk about it. Ridge and Sherbin's out for a while, even though he just came off the couch. But still, like our secondary is banged up. Jamel Dean's your number one. That's pretty scary to think about. Our offense, we've been saying it, need to be – the ones carrying us, and at times that's a little inconsistent. They're not finding their identity at times, and then they get away from it at others, and it's the hell are we going to do. The The rush of Leonard Fournette uh, lately has been amazing. I love that. I, I want more of it. Run mm-hmm. between the tackles with aggressiveness. I love all that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we're 5-1. and one. MD Peel said it. 5-1. and one. Yeah. You're, you're literally sitting there at the top of the NFC South, and you're pretty much a contender with everyone for the playoffs right now. You're at the top of the NFC besides the Cardinals, who are literally beating the crap out of everyone. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm happy. We're, we're in a good trajectory, and let's worry about our injuries and let's get healthy. But yeah, think about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I, I guess I'm not a fan of the term ugly wins. Uh, it's like, you know, this isn't college football. We're not trying to win a BCS yeah. title. You know, we're not. You know, style points don't matter in this league. You know what matters wins. And the Bucks have got five of them already. They're on the right track. And yeah, the process could be definitely improved. It could be better. Uh, the second half, you could have probably scored more points. Um, you know, only scoring seven and then getting out gained in the fourth quarter by the Eagles offense and, you know, kind of letting them back in the game. Sure. Yeah. I mean, those things can be cleaned up, but you have to remember what the circumstances are and understand what, you know, is in those places as far as players and who is doing what. So I, I just, I find it funny, the criticism, I understand it, but I just, I find it funny at the same time. It's like, you know, let's enjoy these wins because there's only 17 games of this, you know, you got to enjoy it, enjoy it, especially when you can, you know, find a way to get a W on the road in Philadelphia. It's not, not easy to do. I agree with Barry here. An ugly win is still a win, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. Right. It's on the right side of the, of the win column. And look, it was three games in the past 11 days, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And you had to go from New England, come home, and then go to Philadelphia. That, that's a lot of traveling, a lot of in and out, a lot of yeah. emotions as well, and not to mention uh, primetime games. So a lot of eyes on you, ex- expectations are on you. The thing is, guess what? They won all three. So <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty happy about that. We're in a, we're sitting pretty right now. We're not struggling. Like this time last year, 
we're still trying to find our identity. We're winning right now. Mm. We're still trying to slaughter teams. Maybe the latter part of the season we will, based off of our mm. our depth that we have. But yeah. either way, you're going to get the best of every team. Right. We're the Super Bowl champs, defending Super Bowl champs. You're going to get the best of the the best every week. And it's like it's like people forget that you know the Bucks were trying to be aggressive in that fourth quarter. They went for it on fourth down and and three, just missed it. You know, you missed it, OJ Howard, and you know you make those plays. You, you know, who knows what the score would have been? It probably would have been more. I'm sure we probably would have, you know, got into the 30s, and then you know you're looking back at it, the game's pretty much over. So, um, yeah, I just uh, I guess I'm being just too tough, but. It, you know, looking at the process, yes, it can be improved. But at the end of the day, you know, I think all Bucks fans got to feel pretty good. Five and one, first place in the division. You know, it looks like the Panthers have taken a step back as they they lose again. Um, you know, and the Saints on a bye week, Falcons on a bye week. So you got a pretty much a stronghold of that division right now, and it, it feels pretty damn good. Yeah. So I mean, check this out. We did dominate at one point and then like you said the turnover on downs because that fourth down play but check this out it was 28 7 at one point i was debating turning it off i mean it was a weekday sons of sleep can't be that loud so i'm like all right we already won 28 14 they just came over and scored we punted on this drive they missed field goal we turn over on downs and they score again so it was so late in the game too it's just mm-hmm. i thought this was awesome the ability to run the ball out the final six minutes, even if they were like, oh, okay, well, we're going to la- give our last hurrah. We just mm-hmm. ran the clock out. 12 plays, six-minute drive. No need to score points. I mean, we could have scored points. We, where were we at? Where did we end? It was really close. Like, we could have kicked a field goal, I believe. Yeah, they just decided to knee it. I mean, they're inside the 10-yard line. So, so I mean, if you guys wanted the 31, okay, I- I'm I'm mad. Suck up, didn't get the points. Yeah. Having my fantasy football league, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. A win's a win, right? I mean, we drive up the points usually all the time, but who cares? We won, we're at, we're on the road. Why mm-hmm. even bother? So, I'm happy regardless. Yeah, it, I, it looked more skewed than it than it was. Yeah, I just had to get that off off my chest. I guess a little again a a long a little long ranted, but uh, <laughs> let's right. get you know the positives. Obviously, you know, started with the offense. the 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 first half was I thought perfect you know and how they executed it um how they were play calling they weren't you know forcing the deep shot obviously philadelphia wasn't um you know giving them that option because they were playing back and they're just letting the bucks dump it underneath uh so there's a lot of good things i thought the offensive line was outstanding in this game uh there's a lot of good things up front with you know ryan jensen marpet and uh you know donovan smith and Tristan Worse, I thought were really good. There's a couple mistakes by Alex Kappa, but other than that, it was a really good game for them. OJ Howard, I mean, let's talk about this dude. Um, yeah, he's he's starting to come alive. It, it seems like he's starting to get his game back week and you know every week as it continues to go forward, getting stronger. Uh, so hopefully, you know, he can continue that process. And then once Gronk comes back, you have a really dynamic tight end duo. Uh, where you can do a lot more offensively. Yeah, offensively, I mean, AB doing his thing, like him and Tom Brady, the targets they get, the the timing they're on right now, I love it. I mean, Mike Evans takes a step back, not a step back, he's just letting the the defense shade towards him. Other people are going to benefit from it. 
I agree with you. I mentioned in OJ in our latest film study of the offense last week that, I mean, I love the more targets, the yeah. getting him more involved. I want to see it more often. We did two screens to him. Hmm. I love it. I love that stuff. Keep doing it. You're, you're taking away what the defense you're getting, what you're giving, you're getting what the defense is giving you. That's what it yeah. is. So yeah. forgive me for tied. And then another thing I mentioned it earlier, Leonard Fournette. I love it. I mean, he had 20, Eight targets, 20, 28 hands on the ball, six catches, 22 rushes, 80, 81 yards rushing, two touchdowns. I mean, he just loaded up the stat sheet. That is incredible. 81 yards, two touchdowns, six catches, 46 yards. I love it. Give me a little bit about Lenny Fournette. Yeah, all season Lenny is uh, definitely you know coming to play every week. It seems like he's got that grasp on the, the running back position. Obviously, Rojo and the other backs are just not getting – uh, the attempts are the the time to be on the field. Uh, so Leonard is definitely the main dude, uh, and he's doing a, a lot of good things. Um, you know, obviously I love him when he's catching the ball out of the backfield. I think that right now is his best attribute. Uh, run game is getting better. Uh, he's still missing some holes and some opportunities, but I think it's definitely on the on the rise there as far as traje- trajectory, which is good. Uh, but yeah, I mean. He's he's playing really well right now, so you just got to continue to ride uh, that hot hand. Yeah, ride that momentum, and he's playing like the confidence through the roof. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he can run like he does once he catches the ball, yeah, that's what we want to see. Like yeah. he had one one uh, red zone score where he looked like that, just lower the shoulders, get through the guy. I want to see more of that. I mean, offensively, you can't complain much besides maybe Brady's one interception. And that was more of like a throw up. I think the wide receiver just didn't run. I think a, it was actually a confusion. I think AB was an option route. AB went in and he was just supposed to go deep. Miscommunication between Brady and AB, but yeah, it was a punt, right? Mm. So, I mean, that's nothing yeah. to cry home about. Still another stat filled day, almost 300 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. So, I guess that's actually a small day for Tom Brady. That's a bad day, I guess. Yeah. No, I, I, again, I, I thought the process of the offense was really good, uh, especially in that first half. Obviously, the second half, there's just some things that just didn't go their way. Uh, and you got to give credit to the Eagles uh, for that. Um, there was just some plays we just didn't execute uh, properly, or there was, you know, a holding flag that, you know, delayed uh, a drive. Um, so there's just, just some things that just didn't work out or they were trying to force the pass maybe a little bit too much. Sometimes it was the run that was a little, you know, maybe too heavy uh, getting into like third and long situations. But, you know, for the most part, they, they controlled the game. Like I was watching the game and even though the Eagles were scoring uh, late in that game uh, to get it close, I was like, the Bucks aren't going to lose this because you look at the way Tom Brady is when, you know, at the end of the game, he's going to find a way to get that first down and continue to run out the clock. And that's exactly what they did. So uh, there's a lot of good things. Um, so I'm happy with the offense. Uh, I don't think Mike Evans had many catches, which is fine. Uh, it was AB, Chris Godwin, you know, OJ Howard, uh, Leonard Fournette. All those guys did very well. So, you know, that that's the way it has to be, spreading the football out and uh, making sure – uh, the offense is, you know, continuing to move forward and, and keep ahead of the chains. Yeah, one funny thing, like we were texting back and forth. You're like, OJ Howard, Tom Brady's found himself a new toy. 
Uh -huh. He just kept going to him left and right. And it was, I loved it. Seven targets. Mm. Right. Yeah, he found himself a new toy. Uh, but what's going on in the chat? Here we go. MD Peel. Rojo was averaging nice when he got his touches. And then Rob Dunlap in the chat. Not using Ro Rojo is insanely stupid. What do you think about those takes? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, obviously you would you love to see him get you love to see him get more touches, but it's just uh, it's not taking place right now. I mean, Leonard is is playing very well, and they just trust him. You know, they trust Leonard more than they do Rojo right now, and it's it's obvious. So, you know, that's what they're going with. But I' pretty sure Rojo at some point of the season he's going to have to be relied on, and uh, you know that's when he'll get his time. Yeah, don't don't force it. I mean, yeah. Biggest thing you said is trust that they trust Fournette to block for Brady. They trust him to catch the ball for Brady. They just trust him not to fumble the ball or make a mental error. Those are huge things that you have to trust in your running back to protect yeah. your Hall of Fame quarterback that's going to get you to the playoffs mm -hmm. and hopefully for so Rojo just has mental lapses and the trust right. isn't there. So you're not going to feed him constantly when Fournette is actually doing well right now. So yeah, and they did have they. They did have a, uh, they had a design pass to Rojo, which was awesome. Yeah, he caught it. Yeah, went upfield. So, you know, his, his, I think the trust, I guess he's, he's just working on earning that back. Um, I think it's growing weekly, uh, obviously using him in, in different ways. So hopefully, you know, we'll get back to the more 50 50. But right now it's, you know, Leonard 70 30. Um, yeah. and that's, that's pretty much how, how it should be right now, the way he's playing. Yeah. And Barry, we'll, we'll get to the bears game soon after we talk about the, the defense too. So let's actually talk about that defense. So yeah, they allowed 22 points. Jamal Dean gets an interception, literally ran the route four passes deflected. He had a big game. Shaq Barrett has been doing some damn things on the edge, even though he only got half a sack. He's getting the pressures, two tackles mm -hmm. for loss. Uh, who stood out big for you? I know Rita Vea had his big, um, I guess, primetime moment, just throwing Kelsey out of the way, bench pressing him out of the way, <laughs> making a big play behind the line. Well, what did you see with the defense? Yeah, I, I thought the defense, you know, did fine. There was, you know, I think they pretty much controlled pretty much the whole game until you got to the fourth quarter where – you know, the Eagles started doing some different things. We were playing a little bit conservative with our pass coverage. So they were running the football a little bit more and getting some, you know, yardage that way. Then Jalen Hurts was really, you know, just running outside of the pocket where he's beating us with his legs. Uh, and they had two penalties that accounted for a hundred yards. Uh, and then, you know, the Eagles score off of those because of the pass interferences. But, you know, overall I thought that I thought the defense did what they had to do. They made, you know, pretty much dominated the pretty much most of the game held hurts to what a hundred yards passing. Um, didn't have, didn't have much, didn't have much running uh, the football. Oh, they got over a hundred yards. It looks like, but again, a lot of that was, you know, late in the game. Uh, so I thought a lot of guys played well, obviously Jamel Dean, I thought was the best player. I thought he played fantastic. And then you look at our front seven, I thought they did a lot of good things. Obviously, there's the whole, there's a little controversy going on with uh, Joe Tryon Shoinka and his playing time. And, 
you know, honestly, it should probably be more. I mean, the way he gets, you know, way he's in there and he's usually disruptive and you look at JPP and JPP just hasn't been uh, as productive. Obviously, he's dealing with the injuries. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if that changes at all uh, going forward. So just something to look out for. But, you know, I thought the defense uh, played very good. I mean, JPP overall is a better player. Let's be honest about that. I mean, Drew Tryon Sharinka is very much improving every game and he shows yeah. his flashes, but the consistency and trust put in JPP, let's be honest. Right. Um, he's put up a half sack, one tackle for loss. So, I mean, JPP put up numbers. Tryon just got the two tackles. So, I mean, he, he's producing. Mm-hmm. I did like something they did use him to do, QB spy. They used him to do that. His big ass running around the floor, middle of the field and just tracking Hurts down. I love that. They also did with Devin White, something that's crazy, using their speed and space. I loved it. And you better expect that, like to uh, to the question earlier about the, the Bears, are they going to be very ass? We'll see. You're going to have guys like Devin White, QB Spy, Tryon Sharinka, QB Scout Spy, stuff like that, especially when you have – Vita Vea and Shaq Barrett playing at high level that they are right now coming after you. It's it's hard. It's hard to get around our front seven. So the front seven is doing well. It's that back end that's always going to be a concern. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> Maddie SOP. <laughs> How do you feel about Tom wanting to trade? Hashtag FDX. Uh, yeah, that was kind of <laughs> Tom talking about trade and Giselle's in this commercial too. He's talking yeah. about a crypto exchange. <laughs> He's not going nowhere, guys. So don't get worried about that. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> it was actually, it was actually funny. That was probably like the tweet of of the weekend because like Tom was, you know, wanting fall weather, and then like the next day, it, it just gets nice and cool here in Florida. So it's like you know God spoke, and you know he they listened. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty funny. But yeah, he's not going anywhere. Don't worry, guys. I mean, don't. yeah. We all know how fans can get. <laughs> uh, but, oh, this is some obvious answer. David is 110% faster mentor. No doubt. Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, and obviously they, they did play some dime packages throughout the game. Not many. I think it was only like six, but you know, that's something I, I hope they can continue to install as they go forward, especially with Levante out of the lineup, uh, you know, get whitehead and, you know, get some other guys on the field so you can maximize that speed. But uh, defensively, I thought they did. I thought they did fine. I thought there was a lot of good stuff out there. Secondary for what they were going through, I, I thought they made some some good things. So, um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of good things to be proud of the defense. Tom Brady is the son God always wanted. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Matty uh, SOP for the super chat. Much appreciated. Always appreciate the uh, the comments and cheers to you as well. Oh yeah, if I had something to drink, I'd I'd be right there with. You. Uh, trying Tryon is doing well coming in as a backup. I agree with that. Yeah, I know a lot of doing fine. Yeah, you know, they see the hype, the possibilities, but let them learn. I mean, you don't need to be thrust upon, yeah, counted upon when you have two guys in front of you more than good enough and yeah jbp with legit one hand is doing well so don't, don't worry like, yeah. uh, 
Drew Tryon Sharinka just needs to sit, learn, and mm-hmm. find his spot, find his niche. But yeah, TB12 Goatman, I fully agree. Shaq, he's getting bull rush, winning the edge, mm-hmm. and reading well. Like he's he's not giving up that shallow um, in the flats anymore. And that's something last year he gave up a lot. And I was hard on him at the Bears game last year. Yeah. So I think he's playing extremely well. That's something we'll, we'll probably show in the film study as well. Yeah, no doubt. Shaq is, uh, I think, definitely turned it up. Uh, his his play has definitely been really good the last few weeks. So that's going to continue, I'm sure. Uh, they're going to need it. I mean, he's a guy that's got to be producing week in, week out, uh, making big-time plays, getting sacks, et cetera. He's probably upset. He probably could have had like three sacks in this game, but Jalen Hurts is just so damn quick and athletic. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was – there's a lot of good things. And like I said, just staying on the positive, I didn't see too many negatives. Obviously the penalties you want to clean up and not have, but you know, for what they did, there's like, you know, that first drive where the Eagles scored, you know, obviously there's some third downs. You would have liked to get off, get off the field. But when you look back at the game, they got off the field, you know, pretty much uh, throughout made stops, got the ball back to the offense. And they allowed us, you know, to get to that 28, seven lead. Um, you know, obviously they, it ended up being closer, but they, they did what they had to. Um, and I think, you know, at the end there, they might've been a little bit tired. Um, just cause like I said, you know, you said earlier, three games in 11 days. I mean, that catches up to you, uh, especially with the rotation of guys that you had in there losing Richard Sherman at the beginning of the game. And then you have D Delaney in there who again, did pretty well, uh, nothing too bad. Like you didn't really hear his name. So there's, uh, there's good things there. I mean, let's do one more thing about the numbers, and I want to talk about what the Eagles did, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, numbers, penalties-wise, 7-4. to four. Yeah, we, we got to clean that up. But look at the time of possession. Yeah. The offense Dominate. can do what they want with, with the balls, put it that way. The running game, when it's running, when it's going, I mean, you can't really stop the Bucks' offense. Right. Uh, and then third down, money down, 53%. Could be better, but this is what I like, the defense stopping them. But to this point, Jalen Hurts did not look like a, a good quarterback. Let's put it that way. He yeah. was running before he was looking to pass. He literally ran into a sack. He ran out of bounds instead of throwing <laughs> yeah. the ball away. Yeah. He would just try and throw these deep shots that had no chance. I'm like, what the hell is this dude doing? So to be honest, it was it our defense playing that well? Was it our front seven getting home or was it? Jalen Hurts making bad decisions, bad reads. I mean, that's something yeah. we'll dive deeper in, but. Right. It could be all a combination of all three. Like, yeah, he was obviously not playing well. He was holding the football a lot. Um, and maybe that's a credit to our coverage, or maybe that's just a credit to him not seeing the field. Uh, so it's, you know, and probably going to see a lot of similar things once we play, you know, the Bears and, and Justin Fields where, you know, he's not seeing it as well as, you know, maybe when you face obviously an Aaron Rodgers or one of these top notch quarterbacks. Uh, so, but again, you play who's on your schedule, you got to take advantage of it. And the Bucks, they did that. All right. And before we keep talking about the, the Eagles and moving on, they're asking for it plus. So okay. we got to do it. Yeah. Let's do stop it. for a lot more 4.0 advertisement. Can we please? Why? <laughs> I need to know about my balls. Yeah. Can I get some more loving? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit about the old lawnmower 4.0. Uh, 
Where can they get this? And what does it do? What does it do yeah. for them? Yeah, guys, it, it's a it's a great product. I have one myself. Obviously, Mark has one, uh, and it's the new product at Manscape. Again, just go to manscape.com, type in the promo code RealBarkStock, and you can save twenty percent. Uh, so you help support the channel. You help support Manscape, and most importantly, you help support your balls, and that's what matters. Uh, so it's just it's really it's uh, it's just a good cause all around. So be sure to uh, check out manscape.com. Uh, it's, uh, they got a lot of great, not just the lawn, you know, what is it? Lawnmower lawn. 4.0. Yeah. Not just that, but they have other great products there for you that you can, you know, purchase and buy and a lot of good stuff. I gotta say this, this little logo is freaking hilarious. Balls <laughs> with the angel around it. It's like, that's, that's great. That's gold. Yes. yes. But I mean, we both used it. I've used it in the shower and that damn thing works to, to perfection so if guys you want to support the channel go ahead and hit the link down below you get 20 for 20 off using our promo code real bucks talk but let's keep talking some football that's what you're here for mm-hmm. uh so more about the eagles offensively it was just stopping qb spy of jalen hurts the last little bit i'm not that mad about it was 28 7 like we talked about earlier defensively it, it was hard to stop us i mean what did you see with them being able to stop us the little times that they did. Yeah. You're talking about their defense against us. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really wasn't much again. They were, you know, they were keeping everything in front of them. They were not letting the bucks go down the field, uh, to take deep shots. And I think when the bucks, they kind of forced the deep ball a little bit, that's when they kind of got in trouble. They were trying to take some shots obviously. And then Brady was holding the football and there was just not, um, you know, there was one time where I think they threw it three straight times and didn't get didn't get anywhere. They had a punt, um, and then the, another time they had a drive going, but a holding penalty uh, brought something back, and then couldn't you know recover uh, from that. They had a punt. Um, then I think there was a turnover in between that or something. You know, oh, oh they went for it on fourth down. That's right. You know, to OJ Howard couldn't convert. Uh, but again, it's like how you finish the game and they finished it strong with that five minute drive, pretty much closed everything out. Obviously there was like, you know, a little controversy of the, the taunting, but that's, that's the rule. You know, it's, it is what it is. You can't do that. So, you know, and then I think the Bucks got like 16 yards after that. So it didn't really matter. Uh, you know, and obviously the big, the big throw to Antonio Brown and that great catch. I thought that was, that was a huge play. Yeah, I put the that throw literally on Twitter mm. about how Tom had all day to throw because Worse is literally manhandling yes. his edge defender and just threw him clear across to the other hash, which was hilarious. Yeah. And I think like everyone hash, you're gonna go sit over here. Yeah, I think everyone once he threw that guy, everyone went down like bowling pins, it seemed like. So yeah, I think our guys went down and everyone else like just fell to the ground. So just shows you the power of uh Tristan Worse and God, he's I still can't believe he went 13th overall or whatever it was. And he was the last off the yeah. lineman of, of the big four, big five, and, whatever they call it. And poor Andrew Thomas is hurt again. And like, God, poor Giants fans. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Oh, but one other thing, one offensive series that was sputtered, believe it or not, guys, Tom Brady did mess up. It was two out routes in a row. One, it looked like, I don't know, him and Mike Evans were not on the same page. Yeah. And the second one, it was a low-passed AB. It should have been a caught. 
for a first down. Right. It was way too low, way behind him. And even Tom Brady, I, I watched that one on the all 22. He was upset with himself. He's like mad. So it's yeah. not everyone else all the time. The, the greatest, the goat does make mistakes. So at least it didn't matter at the end of the grand scheme of things. We still won. So he'll clean it up. I bet he's just as mad at himself more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. So offensively, yeah, keep humming, keep running the ball. The play action actually was working. I was surprised to see that. I think they saw from our last game, like, damn it, they're running well. We have to cover the run. And now look what happens. Now yeah. everything opens up. Yeah. yeah I um, agreed. Uh, so let's address some of these questions before we head on over to the Bears talking. Uh, Kerry over here, Kerry Koo. Hey, guys, it was a little messy in Philly, but it was still a good game. A win for the team is a win. That's, exactly. That's the damn right there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It's not college football, guys. Style points, right? Yeah. Here we go. TV 12. Goat man. The offense changed after the Brady almost pick. Looked like ton looked like ton banged his head, his hand. Or Tom banged his hand. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Oh, he did. He fixed it right after it. But <laughs> I'm, I was dealing with that little thumb for a little bit now or for a week now. So yeah. Yeah, it, it could have definitely played a part, but yeah, obviously, you know, you're going to have missed throws here and there from quarterback. So, plus, I think you should have. <laughs> yeah. Block that or whatever the heck that is. I don't know how you do it, but go ahead I got and do it. it. I got it. Yeah. Nice. Sells fast. Yeah. Um, so, you only see Brady's mistake? No, I don't only see Brady's mistake. I saw, I we mentioned everything that was good, but that yeah. you only there was saw mis- one mistakes <laughs> yeah there's mistakes made by everyone i mean like i said alex kappa had mistakes oh, yeah. um you know i'm sure there was some type of mistake by leonard fournette even though we hyped him up um yeah there's mistakes uh cam break you know catch the football you know so yeah. there, there there's a lot of you know there's a lot of things uh that happen it's not just tom but again tom is the quarterback he controls a lot of the outcomes it's his ability to deliver uh, and he does ninety nine point, you know, five percent of the time. It's just that you know extra point five percent we see where yeah he's gonna have mistakes too. Yeah, I mean, I just said the interception too. It wasn't necessarily fully his fault. AB and Tom need to be on the same page. It was an option right. route. AB chose the wrong option and literally hung Brady out to dry. So mm-hmm. if so facto, I'm not always just down. No one ever downs Brady. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. We just said he was God's son earlier, so it's like, come on. (laughs) But yeah, let's keep going. One more before we talk about the Bears. What is this? Does AWS track how many two-yard runs Laney had in that game? (laughs) Um, Not sure what he means by AWS, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Either way, Laney had over 80 yards. Yeah. And I like the consistency of running the ball. That's something that's huge. We always ask, they just keep running. Yeah. Just keep the team honest, run out of different formations. I, the one thing I did have a hissy fit about, which is it's not on Brady, guys. It was the fact that we do this little end around, like motion, Godwin in yeah. motion. The jet, motion. jet sweep. Jet sweep, right? Yeah. Yeah. Never hand it off. Right. When are you going to give the illusion? Okay, well, keep them honest. Let me give it over one time. We only do it like on the on the end zone, like in the yeah. right, right in the five. We'll do it. Do it. That's fifty. Keep the teams right. honest. It 
literally no one's following the guy now because of that. Yeah. So please, <laughs> if you're going to move him in motion, let's, let's give the defense a little something to think about. <laughs> Other than that, I've, I don't really have that many negatives to talk about our offense. Yeah. No, I thought it was, like I said earlier, it was, it was a pretty good game. Um, you know, they did what they had to. Uh, when it mattered, they made plays. And again, won the game five or one. Now you got a, a great opportunity as we shift to the Chicago Bears who are coming into town. Um, you know, they just suffered a a tough loss to the Green Bay Packers, who are also five and one. Uh now the Bears are three and three coming into Tampa, you know, Bucks five and one. And obviously I think the Bucks are gonna be extra motivated and locked in for this week because of what happened last year against the bears. So it should be interesting to see how we attack them and, and how this is going to play out against uh, another mobile quarterback in Justin Fields who doesn't like to run as much. I don't think as like, you know, Jalen hurts might, or, you know, some of these other guys, uh, he likes to stay in the pocket and throw it. Um, so we're just going to have to see how that plays out. I like the matchup though facing their personnel. I, I think it's a good matchup. I mean, I'll say I, I watched that game, that Green Bay game versus the mm-hmm. Bears. Fields was not looking smart. He was <laughs> yes, he's a rookie quarterback, so he's learning on the go. And the Packers, yeah, they got a good secondary. The rushes are they got edge rushers, but I mean, damn. Like, there were moments where he was you say he likes to play within the pocket. Mm-hmm. There are times he immediately run out. Or yeah. just try and beat everyone himself. He's doing a little bit of Superman ball. I don't know why. I don't know if it got to him, but he didn't see that in college, and he's, he's trying to do that now. So yeah. let's see. I mean, maybe a different game plan against us. They'll probably do what they did last year, little short passes, get fields involved in the game plan, and mm. he ding and dunk. Especially if you're going to be getting blitzed left and right like Bulls is likely going to do against rookie quarterbacks. It's, it's going to be scary, but – I still think it's something where we could prevail, especially if the Bears are going to try a too deep safety and rely on their front four, mm-hmm. front seven. Good luck. Let's see. I mean, our offense still should carry us. We're at home. There shouldn't be any tough road game. We've had time to rest. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it could be victories. Be honest. Yeah, no, it it should be. Um, you know, like I said last year, because of what happened, they're going to be extra motivated and focused. Uh, I think defensively, they'll understand what they have to do against the Chicago's offense. Um, you know, obviously, you know, guard that short passing game and, you know, kind of play a little bit aggressive, but keep everything in front of you, make sure you're tackling and obviously get after Justin Fields and company. Uh, I mean, I only watched a little bit of that game yesterday against the Packers. You know, obviously the good stuff is what I saw. So I thought the Bears were going to be on track to at least put up a better fight than what probably was shown uh it just didn't take place i guess so obviously I, it looks like they were starting to rattle justin fields i'm assuming right they were getting after him they were getting after him so obviously that's you know the offensive line of the bears who are not the greatest uh unit um and then the weapons that they have obviously they have alan robinson who's still a pretty good receiver uh the darnell mooney has got some speed and ability but you know, the inconsistency at quarterback has been their downfall alongside the, the offensive line. So it it should be, you know, a good, uh, 
you know, matchup for us defensively. And then you, you look at our offense. The only thing that scares me is the pass rush of the Bears. They do a lot of good things with their stunts and, and getting guys moved around. Khalil Mack, obviously, is going to be, you know, the matchup to watch. And they have Robert Quinn now as well. So does Tristan Wirfs get revenge on Khalil Mack? That, that should be something to watch yeah. for. That's going to be huge. There's yeah. going to be an avid <laughs> film study on that. Not not just uh, Joe Tryon Sharinka this week. It's going to be – I want to see that. If there's mm-hmm. anger, hostility, or something back there. I mean, let's look at the numbers. Like, they were they had more rushing yards at one point. Like, mm-hmm. Herbert had more rushing yards than Fields had passing yards. Yeah. Glad I picked him I mean, up for fantasy. Right? Like, <laughs> he, he actually looked really good in the first quarter, and they just – I mean, five – yards per carry they should have just kept running the ball mm-hmm. they're just getting happy situations where they <laughs> yeah the, the numbers just don't look good for fields uh, the one interception it could have been four mm-hmm. uh they had two called back one guy stepped out of bounds other one was a flag yeah i mean there were possibilities for interception he tries to make the superman play we all saw that with winston like throwing yeah. the ball deep rolling out Hopefully he keeps that up this week too. I mean, and Antoine Winfield comes back hopefully and picks this one off. <laughs> but <laughs> let, let's see. He, he still he's a rookie quarterback. He's learning. Get him thinking too fast. And with Shaq Barrett covering those flats like he has been lately, I think it'll be a way different game than last last year. Even though Bears barely beat us, it should be a totally. It's at our house. Should be totally different this year. Mm. And. I don't think Montgomery is going to be back yet for them. That's another big running back they need. Right. I just, yeah. The Buccaneers, if their defense plays the way they should, rattling fields and offensively, Tom Brady, whenever he has a chip on his back, mm-hmm. chip on his shoulder, he's going to answer. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously, you know, the offense, we've said it many times. They're, they're going to be the, the reason we win these games. And it'll be no different this week against Chicago, you know got to play with your strengths and that's the offense. And as long as they don't, you know, overthink it against the bears defense, obviously you want to get the ball out quick. You want to make sure you give Tom enough protection back there against their front four and pass rush. So don't force the deep ball, you know, use your screen game, use your, you know, short intermediate passing game, mix in the play action where you can have, you know, six to seven, eight man protections and just run two man routes where, Tom has enough time to dissect the defense, then that's what you got to do. And, you know, mix in the run here and there uh, to keep them off balance and we should be fine. Uh, And then, you know, defensively, like you said, I agree, just pretty much go after Justin Fields. Don't let him get comfortable and, uh, you know, see what you can do against him. You know, I'm going to give the bears defense a whole lot of credit here. I know the Packers score 24, but, this Bears defense is nothing to say. Oh, they're beatable. I mean, their yeah. front seven is insane as well. Very good. Um, yeah, extremely good. And their back end is just as much. Just as much. It's just when your offense isn't doing anything, it's kind of hard to stop a really good offense in the Packers and prevent them from scoring. Yeah. I mean, Eddie Jackson probably one of the best safeties in the league. I mean, a ball hawk like that, Tom Brady's gonna have to be safe with the ball. I mean, make your decisions smart. <laughs> Don't just mm-hmm. loft that bad boy up and force the issue, which we do at times when we're being stupid and the Bucks beat the Bucks. So let's not do that. Let's uh let's play smart ball. Let's use some of those OJ Howard screens. Great, catch the ball. If you're gonna be throwing the ball. <laughs> A B connection. Let's get it together. Don't run in if 
Brady sees it deep. It's just the simple things. Right. I think it's turnover battle and then let your depth take over in the second half. Because this first half, like they did against the Packers, it was a really close game. I think it'll be like that. Hopefully we prevail just like the Packers did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I, I can see that as well. Um, you know. <laughs> well, there you go. Andrew said it, man. We're gonna win by fifty. Um everyone expects, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, ah, we won only twenty three to twenty. Come on now. And uh then they forget it it was a win, guys. Uh but you know, looking at it, yeah, I, I like I like the matchup. I I, I like I like going up against this Bears team. Again, it's just going to have to, we're going to have to play smart football, uh, especially against our defense. Really, that's the only thing that really scares me is the defense and, and what they're able to create. You know, if they're able to get turnovers, then that, that can change this game, uh, you know, for the Bears' favor. Yeah. I mean, but that's just it. Don't, mm-hmm. don't turn over the ball, keep it safe. I mean, literally try and run, continue this running the ball, play action with it. OJ's resurgence, keep using these these weapons that are going to make huge later in the season. Continue it. And again, guys, they're going to get the best of the best because they're playing defending Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Every team wants to knock the champ off. So you can't expect a fit. I know Andrew's joking, uh, 50 point blowout, but mm-hmm. there we go. I mean, no, I, th- I think he's dead serious. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Bucks just have to match that intensity. I, I, I think they will because of, like I said last year, and you know, Tom having his moment where he forgot what down it was, and uh, you know, obviously losing, yeah, losing in the in the way that they did defensively. Probably not happy with their performance. I'm sure Shaq is pissed off because he wants to be better than what he was, and not getting the calls that he should have got. Um, you know. So it's going to be, it'll be an interesting game. And like I said, like you said, I I think it can be close in that first half. And then the second half, hopefully we can, you know, find a way to pull away uh, where we make the adjustments and kind of wear them down a little bit. So, I mean, I don't understand some of the hostility. I think it's just the the way it is. So Arians pisses me off. (laughs) I expect bears throwing to the Bucks secondary. So Two things before I address the Arians pisses me off. The the Bears throwing to our secondary. Remember, Jamel Dean's number one, and we got D Delaney starting the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, maybe Pierre Desir, but yeah. Either way, I mean, this isn't like the Ross Packers Cockle. have really good. Yeah, uh, Packers have a really good secondary. They do, and edge rushers to go with it. They just didn't have linebackers, and they signed the damn Cowboys, Jalen Smith, and. Now they got a good defense in there, but mm-hmm. we don't have the secondary they have. Let's just put a point in blank. And then, right. Mike but the Packers, was, the, I was going to say the Packers don't have our front seven. So kind of, you know, balances out a little bit. Together, yeah. So you got to, you got to have a head on your shoulders back there, especially when, if you even do anything, if you touch a guy wrong, it's a pass interference call. And we've gotten that multiple times in many games. And yes. yeah. So, Especially if you, they're not going to okay. But that's the thing. The Bears love to run the ball. Are they going to run the ball against the Bucks? Is <laughs> yeah. anyone? No, they're so going to throw it. They they like to run the ball as long as we stop it. Force Fields to throw. Yeah, maybe maybe we get some interceptions, hands on balls, but I just don't think it's going to be as much as people think. I think it'll just be like a bad incompletion day. Hopefully, a lot of sacks day. 
or I mean, he did get sacked ten times against the Browns. So <laughs> hopefully, load up on some sacks this week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think you know, and that's going to be key for us. You know, right now with the the way the secondary is, you know, Richard Sherman out two weeks, Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting probably not back till after the bye week. Um, so yeah, I mean, you just gotta gotta deal with it. The front seven has to be a strength every week. Uh, Devin White needs to get in on on blitzes. Uh, you got to have you know Shaq, JPP, Joe Tryon make you know make havoc back there and do what they do. Vita Vea pushing the pocket, you know. So that's just got to be consistent. And like you said, the Bears, yeah, they're going to try to run the football. That is their mentality. But I can see it where they go pass heavy this week because, you know, that's just what teams have been doing against us. They're gonna they're gonna pass the football. They're gonna try find ways to get the ball out quicker. Uh, because they know how good our front seven is. If you hold the ball too long, it's going to be a sack. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be the game plan. It's, you know, Bucks are just going to have to be smart and make sure, just keep doing what you're doing. I kind of like the mindset that they've been having, you know, pretty much keeping everything in front of you. Don't allow the big plays. Obviously, against the Eagles, they, they did allow some big plays, but that was pass interferences. So you just... Got to minimize those if you can just keep them in front. Tackle. They did tackle better last week, so hopefully the tackling continues to be uh, improved. And who knows? Maybe Levante comes back this week. I don't know, but you know, Winfield being back that's going to be a huge plus because he's a great tackler and makes a lot of good plays. Absolutely. All right, so let's let's jump on this. So the Arians pisses me off. <laughs> I get it. You. I don't know if the blame goes on Arians or on Leftwich. And he kind of describes some of these fourth and two, and we throw it deep mm-hmm. or a timeout just to kick a punt. So, is your justification to say Arians pisses people off? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I understand it. I, you know, the st- there's some stubborn uh, ideologies in there with, with Bruce Arians. And, you know, it goes over to Todd Bowles and even Byron Leftwich at times. Uh, but you, you, you got to remember, like all these plays, they come down to execution. Uh, the players are out there playing on the field. Yeah, you might say, okay, Tom should not have thrown the ball, you know, deep here to to OJ Howard. But that's the read. That's the play. You got to, you know, you got to make it happen. Uh, if it doesn't happen, then yeah, you know, you could say, oh, Aaron's just an idiot. Why did we go? You know, why did we go deep when it's only two yards needed? I get it. I get it. But, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the, that's the play. That's the play call. Same thing on defense. Like I've been, you know, you know me, I've been screaming for dime packages and Jordan Whitehead and at linebacker and maximize speed and maximize coverage play smart. I was telling you all week last week against the Eagles. I was like, just QB spy Jalen hurts. That's what you have to do every play. Like, you should not do anything else. And whenever they spied them, it was positive results. Um, and the one time they didn't, like, well, I guess they sort of did, but JPP went the wrong way for whatever reason. Let them, you know, run to the right. You know, for the most part, it worked though. Uh, so yeah, I can understand it. And you know, a lot of people want our secondary to play press man every play, but you just can't do it. Like you just can't do it. You have to play some zone in there, and we're a zone heavy team. Uh, and you know, it's just what the scheme is. Guys have to get it. You know, they have to execute it. Now, a lot of it is execution. I mean, yep. you'll, you'll see uh, after a play, usually Devontae is the first one that jumps on someone. 
mm-hmm. tells them they, they did the, the wrong thing, or he's even jump on the ref to say, listen, we got held, or there was a, an illegal block or something. Mm-hmm. That's why he's hum- humongous to our defense. Like he's usually the coach on the field. So is it an execution problem? Sometimes the offense just called a, a way better play. Um, the the touchdown plus was talking about where, where JBP kind of, I think it was actually Devin White got yeah. blocked by JBP. I think he right. was a QB fly, but he went in too fast yeah. instead of staying on the spy. Right. He scored a touchdown that way. But I mean, that was a, a quick decision. Like Devin White's like, oh, I think I can get there before he's going to get around the edge. And JBP just got, got in the way. So right. defensively, it's, you got to just, both the way, offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. Do your assignment, be where you need to be with timing and just feel, feel it out. Weariness on the field. Like you can't, sometimes people try and yeah. do too much or they just play out of yeah. assignment. And that's where and you mess it, up. And I think a lot of people forget, like this is a very young team, you know, on defense. Well, young and where like the key spots, you know, are on the defense and that's the secondary. It's very young back there. And you just, you have a, you have a lot of mistakes made because of like you said guys trying to do too much or guys not in the right position not communication like we've talked about it on our film studies if you guys go see it like mike edwards not playing man when he's you know supposed to and like you know he's playing zone uh so there's just there's inconsistencies there jamel dean not playing you know quarters coverage when he's supposed to and you know let the the receiver go and you end up getting scored on um you know two guys blitzing when one should be guarding the running back so it's just it's stuff like that where they're still putting these guys in the best position to be successful but the execution is just not there on a consistent basis from time to time and yeah we can all blame the coaches like we can all say that was a dumbass call why are you going it you know why are you going downfield when you only need one yard like we've seen that before um You know, why, why, why why are you not blitzing um, when it's like third and eight and, but you do blitz and then you have soft coverage behind it. So it's stuff like that where I get it. I understand the frustration. So yeah, it could all be better. All right. Let's Uh, actually address some of these. Yeah. Thank you guys. Super chats. Aloha gangy. He's in the chat. Hell yeah. I love it. From Hawaii, I, I miss it. I want to go back. Damn, can't can't believe it. But also, Andrew, thank you again. Ten dollars yeah. in the super chat. You you guys, you have no clue how thankful we are or for all this that you guys do. I mean, you guys truly do make the show and giving anything. It's amazing to us. Like you have no clue. Yeah, you guys are real bucks talk. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm surprised you guys listen to us. We just talk nonsense up here, but you know, try try to make the best of it. Uh, you guys make us laugh and it's really awesome. Appreciate your support. And obviously we're all Bucks fans here. That's, you know, that's our team. And yeah, it's just awesome to, to share it with you guys. Hail to the, yeah, plus nailed it on that. Uh, but let's see, Alvin Martinez says, what are we doing with OJ? Somebody can keep him. What are we going to do? OJ, I think is on, on the right track. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's going to be next year. I don't know, you know, what the contract's going to look like. Uh, but you know, right now I like where he's heading. And like, like I said earlier, if Rob Gronkowski is back soon, and hopefully, you know, that takes place, you got a lot of possibilities with him and OJ. You know, because it just opens up everything. You can max protect 
with them as blockers. And then you can have, you know, one of them go out for passes. You can do just so much. I mean, you can do double tight end screens. There's a lot of different things that they just bring to your team. And obviously inside the red zone, they're deadly. Uh, you know, OJ will be wide open more and more uh, with Gronk out there because Gronk garners so much, so much attention. And also when Gronk's on the field, it, it helps Mike Evans, obviously, you know, Evans is going to be able to score more touchdowns when Gronk's on the field. So it just helps everybody out. I mean, I'll say this, that touchdown he had in the, in the game was the exact same play that they did ran in the saints game of, yeah. of last year. I mean, just right. wide open. Oh, lofted up. I, I guess he didn't think Ryan Kerrigan was going to drop back. <laughs> so it came a little closer than, it, than he probably expected, but right. I mean, OJ and Gronk together would be in freaking sane. Don't yes. don't think about trading them. Hold on to them because it, I mean Gronk's gonna retire. He's he's, he's not gonna stay here forever. He'll OJ stay is, as long as Brady's here. He'll stay. But yeah, I mean, right on that, that combo. As long as we can keep it together, keep it. Why trade it away? And then I know a lot of people want Brady, but Brady can't do what OJ can do in the in the running yeah. game and. Ray, I don't know what the hell's going on with Bray's hands lately. He just keeps dropping passes. Yeah. It's almost like every time there's a near interception, it's it's Bray involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's struggling with the, the contested catches right now. But uh yeah, I love OJ. I think he's just gonna continue to get better. You know, obviously I think the confidence is just starting to come back, you know, and his catch, his his catching ability has been on point. Like you know, really focusing in, catching the football first, not trying to go too fast. And it just seems like the game is slowing down for him. He understands the offense completely. So, yeah, there's there's nothing but good things. And he can really attack that middle of the field. And same thing with Gronk. And once you have them both in there, I mean, phew, sky's the limit. Uh, I know we've only seen a little bit of it, but now we're going to see more of it because both guys are – you know, in great shape and, and starting to really get, you know, where they need to be. And here's, here's the big trade question. Well, what do you guys think we trade Rojo though? <laughs> yeah. I saw there's a report that, you know, maybe our, our teams, I guess have been calling about Rojo, but uh, I don't see him getting traded. And I, you know, it goes back to just this team wanting to win another Super Bowl. Injuries happen, and you got to have that depth. I mean, Rojo was having a great year last year, and then the unfortunate, um, you know, with his hand, and then the COVID situation. So you, you got to have running backs. And if Leonard Fournette goes down, I mean, I don't know if they trust Gio Bernard full time as a runner and a receiver, and then you have to play Keyshawn Vaughn more. Uh, so it, it would just be tricky. I mean, maybe they bring up um, Darwin Thompson from the practice squad. I think they still have him. So it, it'd be tough without Rojo in there because Rojo just gives you that extra element. Like he can be a true RB one. If, if Leonard, you know, went down, it's just right now, Leonard's just got the, the upper hand. It's riding the hot hand. That's all it is. I mean, Rojo, like you just mentioned, it's running for that playoff deep run. Mm-hmm. Hopefully another Super Bowl, but yeah. it's he'll have I mean, his day. Yeah, his day. right. And and sorry to cut you off. And I was just gonna say, like, unless Rojo just comes out and says, "Hey, I want to be traded," I'm like, I'm tired of this shit. Like, you know, I, I want to. You know, this is supposed to be my year. I'm supposed to get paid, all that stuff. And unless he demands a trade, then I could see it happening. But 
right now, I don't think that's the case. We'll just have to wait and see. I think the trade deadline's coming up first week in November. So see what happens. I mean, let's see. I mean, is he going to play the same role that Fournette played last year where Rojo was balling out and Fournette just stayed in this behind the scenes quietly? Yeah, he even mentioned it all last year, or the offseason, like saying how mm-hmm. he had to learn from it and like not get mad and actually grow and earn his spot. And boy, did he in the damn playoffs. Right. I mean, will Rojo get the same demeanor and, okay, I got to learn from this. I got to get better. I can't make mistakes. I can't make mental lapses. Mm-hmm. Is he going to learn from that? We'll, we'll find out. Right. Is he a really good runner once the ball's in his hands? Hell yeah. We've always said that. It's just, can he consistently, consistently catch? Can he consistently block for Brady and read the pass rush assignments? I don't know. And <laughs> yeah. Sitting the bench, kind of learning from behind the scenes. Maybe he's going to get better. We'll see. But mm-hmm. I mean, practice reps are where it matters. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, I don't think he's going anywhere, regardless. Mm-hmm. But that would be a, a trade candidate. I wouldn't. I would rather see Rojo go than OJ. I'll put it that way. Yeah, agreed. Um, and you know, Emmanuel brings up a good point. Do you do you see you know potential trade with picks for a corner? Uh, I'm not sure if they'll go after another corner. I know they just brought in. Um, the kid Wilson to the practice squad, but uh, I think they'll be fine. They got a lot of guys coming back. I mean, you still have Carlton coming back. You got Sean Murphy bunting um, as well. And then you add in Richard Sherman plus Jamel Dean. So Ross Cockrell, that's a lot of depth right there. Um, Those would be a great group. And plus with the other younger guys and, you know, D Delaney, and then you have Pierre Desir, who's another veteran. So, good group right now you know if they're all healthy uh we just gotta hope when they come back healthy they play at a high level or play better than they were playing obviously carlton was playing like a pro bowl level he's playing outstanding um hopefully sean can get his game back in the in the nickel position and with jamel continuing to rise as he is yeah he should be fine i'll say this it also depends who's available with trading for i mean who's going to want to give away a really top caliber cornerback for a lesser right. pick. We're not going to give away a first or a second. So, I mean, are we talking day three picks or are we talking like a second or third? We're not going to probably do that. Yeah. Uh, with the way Jason light values his picks. I don't see that happening. It's not like Mark Dominic is throwing first round picks for a cornerback. I'm paying him the most money. Yeah. Uh, times have changed, but I mean, yeah, so it matters who's available and, What's the price tag? Hmm. But realistically, yeah, you hope you can stay with the team that you had last year that won you the Super Bowl, that held the Chiefs to damn near just nine points. Yeah. Uh, like, which was SMB, Carlton Davis, and you still have Richard Sherman. Let him heal up. So, I mean, you're getting to a point where the buy is coming up not too far away from now. You're hoping you can kind of lean on the offense until the defense gets back to healthiness or back to healthy. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, I don't know who the names would be. I know a lot of people talked about like Patrick Peterson, but I don't, I don't think he would be available. Not, you know, Bucks probably don't want to trade for him either. Uh, I mean, it'd be just, it'd be tough. Like, like you said, it depends on who's, who's out there and what the cost would be. Uh, but just let's wait and see this team get healthy and, you know, and see what they can do with a full, complement of players and the front seven starting to get its its game back and you know get rolling here see what happens and again 
offense lead the way, baby. Lead us. <laughs> well, one other thing, how close do you think it would have been before the Panthers traded for um CJ Henders or Stefan Gilmore? Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. How close do you think that was? Like they traded that sixth round pick late. Uh, if he got cut, do you think he would have been a Buccaneer? If he would have made it to free agency, I'm sure the yeah. Bucks probably would have had a chance uh, to get him. Uh, I knew there's was, there's was probably mutual interest there. I'm sure he didn't want to go to Carolina. Um, no. Yeah, I, I think definitely if he would have been released, it, it was kind of like, you know, a lot of people said it was like an FU from uh, Bill Belichick, which it probably was. Um, <laughs> it's like, no, you're not going to Tampa, so we're going to trade you here. But uh yeah. And maybe that's what Bill and Tom were talking about. Who knows? <laughs> but uh yeah, I just don't it he would have been a buck. I'll just say that. He would have been a buck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, this is it. And then right before four o'clock, oh, there's a trade. Yeah. <laughs> Let's address one more thing, then we'll head on out. So for Bob says it seems like Kappa is struggling on a few blocking assignments. Plus, shoot. Yeah, it's really only the trap pass that he's struggling on. It's when he, they bring him across the the line of scrimmage to block um, either you know an outside linebacker or someone who's ever coming from that side. That's where he struggles. Um, there's a couple of times where he's he gets beat inside, but for the most part, it's like when they have him have him move off of his spot uh, to block. Uh, that's when he sh- that's when the problems occur because that's when. Brady got hit pretty good. He got beat with a spin move and then he got Brady got hit on the throw. So, you know, for the most part though, he's, he's doing fine. The offensive line as a whole has been, I think, outstanding. Yeah. Consistently outstanding. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, from one, two, three snaps per 60 mm-hmm. plays. Yeah. They're doing pretty damn good. I'll just yeah. Put it that. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, guys, Let's call it here. We've listened to our talking heads for over an hour. Mm. And I, I got to be quiet for the baby. But, guys, thank you so, so much for just the, the community you guys bring in the chat, the questions. Whether you're making us think, and it's cool to kind of brainstorm together and we're watching Buccaneer football, and we're 5-1. and one. Let's keep it going. Yes. Yeah, like Mark said, I, I'm sure – Tired of uh, hearing us, uh, me, me especially, me and my complaining. Uh, but no, it was uh, all jokes aside. It was, it was a great time with you guys, as always. Much appreciated. Be sure to, to check us out on Bucks Report. Check out the Pigskin Podcast Network. Uh, you can find that on all your uh, you know, podcast streaming. Uh, be sure to check out manscaped.com and get you great products uh, across the board there on that website. Uh, but with that said, everyone have a great night. Go Bucks, and we'll see you next Monday.